This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer perish. Eternal Rock of Ages, our Father, our Creator, you are the porter, you also made the clay. The one who was and is to come, the God who never died. You never grow old, neither grow any younger. You are wiser than all the wisest men in the world. You are older than time. You are mighty. You are powerful. You are the rock of ages, the bright and morning star. You are the lily of the valley. You are the God who says it in and has the power to bring it to pass. This morning, we join the host of heaven to worship you. We join the host of heaven to say, hallowed be thy name. This morning, Father, please accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Lord, we have gathered together this morning. And your word made us to understand that everyone that are gathered before you, you heal them all. And that your word was present to heal. This morning, heal as many that have gathered before you in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. That will listen to this podcast, Lester Father. I pray in the name of Jesus, heal them all in Jesus' name. This morning, let your work come with power, let it come with clarity, and let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. So the Lord has been bringing his word to us on the subject titled Faith and Work. Faith and Work. And... The, the focus there is that we need to have faith. Without faith, you can't please God. But then your faith has to be justified by work. Your faith has to be justified by work. And then we look at some examples. And one of the examples that we looked at was Abraham. Then yesterday we look at the example of the crossing of the Red Sea. Crossing of the Red Sea. And then I believe God has parted everything that represents Red Sea in your life and in your family. And my prayer for you this morning is that whatever thing that is left, the same power of God will clear them off in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Joshua. And anyone that is a fast reader, open to Joshua chapter 2. And we're going to read from verses 1. And Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp to Acacia Grove. He instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night too. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have have come, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. 
So the king of Jericho sent others to Rahab, bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch, catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath bundles of flax she had laid out. So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossing of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho was shut. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. We were all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ma. Let's pause there for now. Um, it's important we pay attention to verse 9. And she said unto the man, I know that the Lord had given you the land. So what does that tell you and I? I know that the Lord has given you all your hard desires. Amen. That means whatever you are believing the Lord for, he has granted it unto you. Now, and that your terror is falling upon us. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Now, verse 10, you can continue from verse 10. Verse 10, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know that, and we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. Mm. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For mm. the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the mm. earth below. Mm. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and my and mother, my brothers and sisters and all their families. Mm. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety. The men agreed. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the, the land. Then since, then since Rahab's house was built into the, the town wall, she led them down by a rope through the window, escaped to the hill country. She told them, hide there for three days from the men searching for you. Then when they have returned, you can go on your way. Before they left, the men told her, we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. Amen. When we Amen. Amen. Thank you. We'll stop at verse 17 there. He said, and the man said unto her, we will be blameless of this thy hopes. 
which thou has made us um, swear. Praise the Lord. Now, faith and work. You know, one of the things that baffles me whenever uh, we look at this story is that the way of the Lord is unfathomable. The thought of the Lord is very deep. God knows what he's doing with, with our lives. And now I understand why the psalmist said he can't actually lay hold of the thought of God for they are very deep. This is a story of God had promised the people of Israel they were going to possess the land. Now, they believe it. That is faith. They stepping out, sending out two spies to go spy Jericho. That is work. So there are two people in the picture here. One, the people that had been promised the land, which is the people of Israel. And two, will I say the accidental woman that they came across who lodged them called Rahab. Now, both two aspects, there is faith involved and there is actually work involved. Let us start with the people of Israel. Brethren, the Lord promised them they were going to conquer the land of Jericho and that they were going to overcome it, overthrow the city. But Jericho had a very you know, tall wall, a strong wall that it makes it difficult for any nation to penetrate into them because they shut their gates strictly. And so because of this, then the Bible made us to understand in that book of Joshua and Joshua, the son of Nom sent out of sitting two men to spy secretly. Go view the land, even Jericho. So Jericho was the first um, official assignment that Joshua we embarked on after he became the leader of Israel. He was the official assignment, the first one, that now your next task is you need to possess Jericho. So brethren, God may have promised you many amazing things in life. He's faithful to his word, to whatever he has said he will do with your life. But you also need to take a step to see to the reality, the fulfillment of God's plans for your life. Maybe it looks in, in, you know, on some insurmountable right now, like Jericho looks so big to them. But I tell you one thing, if you put your faith to work, then you will notice that it is not actually as big as you think the mountain is. 
and whatever land the Lord has promised to give unto you and has yet to come to pass. This morning, the Lord will open your eyes, will empower you, will speak to you and give you direction in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So I want to mention that faith may require the risk of life. These men, they risk their lives to go spy out the promised land. Brethren, I have come to notice that everything we do in life actually is a risk. Everything. Are you sure you'll come back when you drive? You know, how are you sure your, the chair you are sitting down is, uh, will, will carry you and so on? So, um, and this is the aspect of uh, economy or finance that we hear today. Uh, bankers are called risk management and all of that. They tell you the possible cause, you know, the possible results, what may happen if so and so happen. So the men took risk. They risk their life. That is faith and work. So now if you bring that to your own personal life, um, to see to the, the fulfillment of that which God has promised you, you will need to take some steps. There are steps of faith. If you don't take them, you may never see that promised land being uh, coming to pass. Well, maybe God has told you you're going to publish or whatever thing he has told you. Take a step, start writing, see what God can do through where you are. Whatever thing the Lord has promised you, then you need to also work on that thing. It will not just come. If you are trusting God for the fruit of the womb, well, take a step of faith, buy the baby items that you're believing God for. Now, in doing that, it may, it may, it may definitely attract opposition which is fine, which is the normal thing that, which is the normal reaction of people around you. They say, are you okay? Are you normal? Is everything okay with you? Why are you taking these steps? It is because you had faith. Now, let's move to the main focus for this morning. The woman, Rahab. Rahab, again, by her profession, she was an outcast. She was nobody, ideally, even in this uh, present generation. Nobody wants to have anything to do with prostitute. Who wants to have anything to, to do with prostitute? Not nobody. Prostitute. Uh, so Rahab was living at the outskirts of the city. And because she, she was living there, and so it was easier for her to receive men into her house, of course. We know that prostitutes sell their body to make money. And so that was the job of this woman. But not knowing for the spies, they came into the house of prostitutes, not to satisfy their lust, but they were on a mission. What does that tell you and I, brethren? Faith and work requires you being focused. 
Although these men did not know that Rahab was a prostitute, probably when they got in there, but they were men who were on a mission. Our life is on a mission, brethren. You cannot afford to be branching here, branching here, branching here, all over the place. It's on a mission. So they were focused. Now, Rahab took this man in, and then it was reported to the king of Jericho that so and so men came into the city. They are here to spy. So they sent soldiers. The, 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 the leader, the king, who happens to be the president, send uh, you know, soldiers to, to, to Rahab's house. Now, bring those men. Oh, well, she said, well, she saw them, but um, she didn't know where they have gone to. Now, she was risking her life for strangers. She entertained strangers not knowing what will become our own, of our own life. But her testimony was very, very crucial. So she did that based on what she has had. And that's why we always encourage you to share your testimony. Look at what she said in verse nine. He said, and she said unto the man, I know that the Lord had given you the land. Look at that statement. I know that the Lord has given you the land. Say that to yourself three times. I know that the Lord has given me the land. I know that the Lord has given me the land. On mutual device and say it for the last time. I know that the Lord has given me the land. Amen. Ideally, you don't expect that kind of statement from a stranger. She was telling the man that I know you have possessed this land already, and she's a member of that land. So she heard. So what you are hearing will determine whether you walk by faith or by fear, whether you walk by walk or by procrastination. So what you hear daily determines what you do with your life. And whatever you become out of your life, God is not to be blamed. So, brethren, this woman said, by what I have had, I know that. So then that testimony prompted her to take a step that perhaps could jeopardize not only her life and that of her father and her mother, her brothers and sisters. That means Rahab had families. She had family. So... Number one is that concerning Rahab, this woman, her faith grew via testimony. Her faith in the living God grew via the testimonies that she had of what God have done. Brethren, one of the things that will boost your faith is testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony. So they did not love their life unto death. Revelation 12, verse 11. So, brethren, I remember one of our sisters that testified on Sunday said to, she said that 
she began to listen to messages, prayer with her mom, and her faith began to grow again. So what will help your faith to grow? That's what the Bible said. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you listen to messages, when you join Revival Hour, you are building your faith. And when your faith is built, then you begin to do what is needful. So number one concerning this woman is that our faith was built because of the testimony. Testimony was what triggered our faith in the Lord. Now, number two about this woman is that she made use of what she had for the service of the Lord. Oftentimes, many of us, we complain. Oh, it's because I'm not this. That's why I don't have this opportunity in the house of God. I don't have any money to give. I don't have this to serve the Lord. No. Everyone has something they can use to serve God. Rahab, a house, was that accommodation. She lay down. Her house could have been burnt down. She lay down. That is work. That is work. So the work that is required there is that she lay down her, her home. Now, number three is that this woman, because of the testimony, having laid down her home, her own life, the Bible said that in verse 13, say, now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the law, since I have shown you kindness. Since I have shown you kindness. So she swore, she told them they need to enter into a hold for what she has done. So the work there was that she was kind. She showed kindness unto them. What that means is that you may say you have faith, but show kindness to people that have offended you. Be kind to people around you. And then you will see the mercy of God too. Now, also, one of the things we could see concerning this woman was that she risked her own family. This, so we are mentioning these practical examples so that you can know it is not enough to speak in tongues. It is not enough to say, I have faith in God. You must do something. There must be something that can be, that your faith will rest on for you to, uh, to experience the power of God. Ruth, we remember her for her work of hiding the spies and sending them away secretly, not just for having faith. If you say, I believe the God of Israel, when they come into the land, will save me and my family. And she did not hide the spies. She did nothing to accommodate them over the night. She did nothing to protect them. I'm telling you, she will have been wiped off with her family. So brethren, can you see now that indeed, faith without war 
is dead. So is there a project in your hand? You are saying, oh, it will happen. Let's wait for God's time. Yes, let's wait for God's time. If you don't do something about it, nothing will happen. I'm telling you. If you don't take a step of faith or you have an assignment, oh, you are thinking about how difficult that assignment is. If you don't take a step, maybe by taking a chapter of the book or just taking your computer and then start looking through. You're wishing, wishing that you do that assignment will not just come to mind. You need to take a step. Oftentimes we have had testimony and I've heard it from my wife. No, not only from her, even myself. Anything, you see, when sometimes you have an assignment, you don't know what to do, but the moment you just, you know, you pray and dip your hand and begin to, you know, to do the little that you can and study and prepare, then the inspiration just begin to flow. And then you begin to connect references from here, theories from theory and so on at the end of the day. Before you know it, you have the assignment done. So work. Brethren, we must not be lazy at work. We must not be lazy at work. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter nine. Ecclesiastes chapter nine. And we are going to read uh, together verse 10. So you can unmute your devices, verse 10. Ecclesiastes 9. Now let's read verse 10 uh, together. One, two, go. Whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy mind. For there is no work, no pride, no knowledge, no wisdom in the grave that That tells you you need to rise now and walk, not tomorrow. You need to do it then now. Whatever the Lord wants you to do, you need to rise up and walk now. Don't delay that, um, you know, reaching out to that soul. Don't delay that work of God. Don't delay that dream. Don't delay that program. Don't delay it. Now is the time. Jesus says that, that I must do the work of him that said, why it is day. Rahab was saved, not only because she had faith, but by the work. It is her work that confirmed that she had faith. I want you to bow down head. This morning, faith and work. Are you doing the next thing to see that thing come to pass? Are you doing what is required of you for you to excel in that subject or in that field? Are you putting in much effort that is required? Are you are you are you the one uh, you know giving giving shelter to the homeless? Your faith, if your brother is in need, just like we read in the first, in that scripture before, in the book of James chapter 2, which was the anchor scripture for this exhortation line. Say your brother is in need and destitute. And you, you begin to say you should go. You should go and keep warm, especially in winter. And whereas you have the capacity, you have what you can do to help him. You say that is you have not done well. 
Now Rahab saw the need for these people to be protected. She protected them, offered them shelter. That is work. That is faith and work. So you are going to pray this morning first. You're going to say, Father, I thank you for sending your word unto me this morning. Open your mouth and make that your prayer. Father, I thank you for your word that you are present to me this morning, giving us an example of a woman who nobody had, you know, everybody had written up. But faith and work put a name on the lineage of Jesus Christ. Thank him for the word that you have heard this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, testimony. Does anyone have testimony to share before we pray? If you have testimony to share, testimony was what Rahab had. And she enlisted herself in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Because of testimony. So if you have testimony to share, just write your name in the in the in the chat box. Now, while we continue the next prayer. So your next prayer point is this. The Bible says, and she said unto the man, I know that the Lord had given you the land and that your terror is falling upon us and all the inhabitants of the land faint because of thee, of you. Your next prayer point, you are going to say, Father, you are the same God that have done it in the past for me and my family. I believe you concerning this same matter that you will do it again in the name of Jesus. So you are recollecting what the Lord has done and you are using that. So you mention you fill in the blank. You know whatever thing that is in your life that requires you, that requires the attention of God. Is it your health? Is it your marriage? Is it your finance? This is the time now to pray. Are you here this morning and you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I want you to know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. For you to make it to heaven, you need Jesus in your life. He's the one that can protect you. So you are here this morning. You have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have an opportunity this morning to ask him for help. So say, Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me. Forgive me my sin. Write my name in the book of life. As from today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost according to your word in, in the Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Lord, I pray for as many that I pray this prayer, receive them, forgive them their sins, write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Brethren, God has done so much for me and my household. But one of the things I want to thank God for is the Lord giving us new song again and again to the glory of his name. I also want to appreciate God for safety, for joining mercies, for good health, for the children, for my wife, for myself and our brethren. I want to give him the glory. And also I want to thank God for provision divine provision he has constantly provides all our needs 
and may his name be praised in the name of Jesus. And lastly, I want to thank God for always confirming his word. He never leaves us. He has always been bringing to pass whatever he's determined to accomplish with our life. We have seen his work, even in your life, in his church, and we are grateful to God. I want you to stretch forth your hand as we get ready to go this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the testimony you have put in our mouth. We have seen your goodness. We have seen your kindness in our lives as a family, as individual, and as a church. This morning, we thank you for your precious word, which you have brought unto us, teaching us about faith and how we can put our faith to work, giving us an example of how a woman, a prostitute, an outcast, somebody with, with, that no one ideally would reckon with, how you used her mightily to set an example of how we need to put our faith to work. This morning, I pray for your children. Every step they need to take to see their, their desired testimony or that which you have said to do with your life come to pass. Please open their eyes this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Empower your children as they go out this morning in Jesus' name. Are you sick in your body? Be healed in the name of Jesus. Every infirmity, I command them to disappear now and never to return again in the name of Jesus. You that have been hearing strange voices, you strange voices, the Lord of hosts rebuke you. The Lord of hosts rebuke you. The Lord of hosts rebuke you. I pray whatever thing that might have hindered your growth, whatever thing that might have hindered your faith, and you doing the work that is needful, this morning I command such entrances to be removed in the name of Jesus. As you go out today, it shall be well with you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Today's Bible study shall be glorious. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.